So, Jess. <laughs> Well, that's fitting. That's fitting. Because I was thinking that this week we might want to do therapy. <laughs> Clearly you yes, need therapy. Clearly. <laughs> I guess this is just the opening now. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello. How is everyone out there doing? So that opening bit this week, I was like, our idea, my idea for the opening skit, pretty derivative. I'm sure it's not funny at all when I describe (laughs) it right now. But the idea was I come to Jessica and I say, Jess, I think this week we need we need to do therapy. And Jessica would be like, oh my gosh, you think we need counseling. I can't believe it. I'm, I hate you. Whatever. You get it. You get it. We would have we worked with it and made it funny. But then I'm like, Jessica's over here and her brain apparently is melting. Because I'm like, okay. <laughs> just, well, just a little. Because peek behind the curtain. We don't like write a script for our opening little comedy no. bits. We typically like come up with an idea record a riff of it like and that's why it's as quality <laughs> yeah as exactly it is. <laughs> that's the quality you come to expect <laughs> but one ver- one way we'll do it is we'll be like here's the idea let's quickly like improvise a version and sometimes most of the time it will be garbage but we'll be like okay i see what we needed to do in there and then we do a second take and we're like we know what the joke is now well that so i'm like jessica let's improvise our opening skit and i'm like jessica i think we need therapy and she's like She's like, yeah, well, everyone needs therapy. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's the opposite of the joke. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I'm like staying in the moment, staying in the improv. I'm like, yes, I agree. Because what I think we need is to do therapy this week. And she's like, yeah, that was my idea to do that song. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on right now? She like completely forgot. It was the other way around, but yes. Yeah. 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 It was like the joke was... You needed to fixate on it yeah. being one thing. You could have even fixated it on it being the song. I just, and I could have actually been asking you for couples counseling. But you decided it was both. And therefore, <laughs> I was left completely high and dry. <laughs> so we took a little break. That's what you get for back. these asinine yeah. <laughs> So no voicemails this week. Okay. Right on. We, we do can have, go right into it. Oh, we can, never mind. We can go into it. Um, I was just going to mention that um, a week or two ago, I lost the email. I'm still not used to running this off my app, off my phone, <laughs> off my phone. Oh, yeah, Trent. So Trent, yeah. his name is Trent. I couldn't tell if it was Trent or Trenton, and we decided to call him Rocky because he said he was right. from Denver. Trent sent us 
almost a month, to be honest, like three weeks ago, sent us his essay about collapsible lung. And we haven't resp- I haven't responded to him. Hopefully he's out there listening. I'll respond to him and let him know. Next time we do collapsible lung, we'll read the essay. Absolutely. I'm yeah. excited. Yes. I have not read it yet, so I'm very excited. Uh, but that's everything for pretty much top of the show business. I don't think nice. there was anything else. So, Danny, what what's your kind of therapy? What's your go-to pick-me-up self-love activity? Can I just say before I answer your question, we didn't get into the song this quickly this week because of that bad YouTube review, because of that bad <laughs> iTunes review. If this episode comes in at 45 minutes, we're not reacting and doing it because that person on iTunes said we should. It's I just, totally forgot about that. We don't have a lot going on recently, so we don't have a lot to talk about and no one loves sending voicemails or emails, so... That's just why Danny, we're getting into the song so quickly quickly Danny, this week. If we don't have a lot going on, there's <laughs> no reason why we shouldn't have gotten this podcast episode out in time because it is not coming out on Earth Day when it should have come out. Oh, and we should have done Happy Earth Day to you. That's right. <laughs> we should have done Happy Earth Day to you this week, but we didn't because we didn't realize it was Earth Day. Yep. Um, but that's fine because <laughs> there's next year. It may not be actual Earth Day on podcast day. Right. But who cares? We have I already decided on therapy. Yeah. It's topical. Yes. It's good stuff. Um, so you asked, what's my favorite? What's my way of self-care of yeah. therapy? Uh, looking at my phone <laughs> and asking Well, you, you must to feel great all the me. time because you do that. Yeah, I would, except the then time. you're like, can you get off your phone and pay attention to me? I'm like, oh my gosh. Let me finish this one thing. I don't use those exact words, but <laughs> it's close. <laughs> oh, this is the song that I got for that Instagram thing, that Reliant, which Reliant K song are you? <laughs> the oh, first time I did it, it yeah. was this. And it I was the- like... Yeah, that makes it sense. It wasn't another time it was a wake-up call, <laughs> so each time. No, no, no. Wake-up call was oh. that quiz I took online, oh, okay. yeah. That I still cannot find. I'm still trying to find it again, and I, right. I hope to one day. If anybody else stumbles across that, send that on over to us, because I have not been able to find it again. Well, yeah. So, uh, I don't know what my... I don't... You know, here, so... You listen to music a lot. You listen to music... I just like calm down. I just try to calm down and just sit and be myself and be quiet and stuff. Yeah. And just do stuff that I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing I was thinking of, and this has come up a bunch of times on the podcast, and this will kind of theme our overall discussion in a way, maybe. I'm chill in some ways, and in other ways I'm not chill. Jessica knows, right? But I realize... Most people who meet Danny think that he is like the absolute chillest person ever i have friends who are like does danny ever get mad or like raise his voice or anything and i'm like oh oh yes oh yes he does (laughs) but i never get mad at jessica no i mean sure we all we get mad at each other for different little things right but i never just get mad at you for no reason and you never just get mad at me for no yeah no reason like we don't fight a lot we don't fight that often but yeah i'll get pissed off about things and i'll start getting really mad and stuff Mm mm-hmm but that's not the point. Like when My- people take take their YouTube covers down right before we start the show. Oh yeah, I got so mad about that. Did we have to cut out this this huge segment? We talked about it last. Oh, we talked no, about, we talked it, about it, on it on our uh, guest spot. On, on yeah, on, on they might they be a might podcast. Be a podcast right. 
which I think that's coming out soon, yes, right? Yes, it's coming out right out the day after we hopefully will release this one. Nice. So um, you can listen to us over on They Might Be a Co- Podcast doing... Um, they Might Be a Cop is what it's always said. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know what I was saying, but uh, I almost said doing the song Be Rad. Nope, that's not it. For Science talking about for science well actually danny talks about the song for science and right. i just kind of sit there and hang out but but anyway good stuff you stick were saying, around to the end of that yes there was this episode we were recording and a cover got deleted between the moment i did the research and the moment we were recording and while we were recording i clicked the link and it was gone and i got so mad because it was <laughs> the best cover that week yeah and it had been up for seven years and they just decided to delete it and it wasn't like I get nervous sometimes when I've left comments on people's songs and I've discovered they've been deleted later. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they were afraid of podcast, you right. know, exposure. That has happened twice. And I and I think it probably might have been. It, there's a chance it could have been the podcasters. There's a chance it could have been something else. Right. But there's no way this time it was me and the podcast because I didn't click like, I didn't comment, and they just happened to delete it after seven years. That day in the 24-hour period. And I got so mad because, like, what are the odds they did it? And I was like, I can't believe they did this. I was so I was mad for them. <laughs> I was mad at them for taking cool content from our podcast, but also deleting the and chance. You said, was that the one that was a little, like, trying chip, to expose them. It was a little chiptune-y or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like an electronic like ambient and, yeah. chiptune cover. And I was, like, so mad. I couldn't believe it. But anyway, look, <laughs> we got way off topic. <laughs> see? See? iTunes reviewer, we're off topic. <laughs> You're never going to let it go, are you? Um, no, I'll let it go. <laughs> the, so what I was saying was, when I listen to this song, and also when I think of some of the other songs recently we've talked about that deal with, talk about consequences, like obviously I still hate consequences, and there was something else recently that we talked about. <laughs> I was actually going to bring up I So Hate Consequences as well. Yeah. Along with this song. Like this would be, I feel like you could, on like a, on an essential playlist or something like that, you could totally put I So Hate Consequences right in front of therapy and they would like go into one another very well. Right. And they both have sort of that, I mean, the one in in the breakdown in I So Hate Consequences is so like stunning, but I like you, there's a little breakdown in this as well that you could, you know, they, they complement each other very well and have sort of a similar f- feeling like. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I'm still dancing around the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> so this has come up when we've talked about devastation and reform and when we talked about I so hate consequences, excuse me, and some other stuff is that like, I, because I'm kind of chill in, some, in, in many front-facing ways, when I hear a song about I feel like I was born for my life to be devastated and reformed. And when I feel like I have all these horrible consequences that I just want to run away from. And then when I even hear a song like this therapy, where he's like loneliness and solitude or two things not to get confused. I'm like, I totally get the songs, but I've realized that I personally don't seem to have the exact kind of inward emotional turmoil than Matt Thiessen has when he discusses these themes. Because to me, when I listen to Devastation Reform, I saw consequences. I personally am like, what's the big deal? Consequences aren't because I'm not worried about that stuff. Like if I mess something up, I turn right around and go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. And I, I, it's like not something I'm afraid to do. It's something I care about doing. Loneliness and solitude. 
I'm always happy to just spend some time alone. I never need people constantly around me. So when I hear the th- those themes in this song, I'm not connecting to those ideas. And when I saw some of the artwork, the, some of the videos, derivative um, derived videos that people made off of this thing, I'm like, like I don't, I get it. I totally understand. And I'm not saying I don't have moments of feeling solitude and lonely and all that stuff, but that's just not like part of my DNA. So I to- so I don't really get it. So I realized that there's just this deeper, this one thing on Matt Thiessen's common deeper themes that I totally don't personally, I understand, but I don't personally connect to in that way. Right, I understand. It's really funny that you picked out those three songs, which are three songs that I feel like super connected to because right. I get what they're saying. Yeah. Like those are songs that I find really relatable. So mm-hmm. it's funny that we have that sort of difference in right. uh, in in thinking and and stuff yeah Yeah. and and it's songs like these and they're not they're not about the like always they're about like a a snippet of time they're about a certain kind of feeling a certain kind of emotion not a consistent it's usually about yeah i'm sure when matt teeson wrote all three of those songs maybe not devastation reform i'm sure when he wrote i saw the consequences in therapy i have a feeling they are about one particular instance that was happening in his life at the time and I was going to say Devastation Reform is probably about the bigger picture. But no, I just realized Devastation Reform has the Live at Capital video. And there's that introduction he gives to the song. And he says he wrote the song in the middle of a situation. A, 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 yeah. He doesn't say family. He says he says a relationship being like devastated or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was in the middle of him making reparations and and apologizing with that person so that devastation form was also inspired by is confirmed to be inspired by a particular situation from his life yeah and we know therapy is inspired by a particular situation (laughs) it's literally the situation he's talking about he's singing about being in the cabin and we you know he's in the cabin writing the album so yeah Uh, did you want to talk about lyrics or more kind of general overall stuff or um whichever you want to talk about Oh, we can talk about the lyrics a little bit and then go a little more broad. Okay. Um, I never thought I'd be driving through the country just to drive with only music and the clothes that I woke up in. That is like uh, one of my preferred brands of therapy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like one of my absolute favorite things to do is drive Mulholland, especially at dusk, just blasting ultraviolence. It's like one of my <laughs> the absolute lady, favorite. The Lady Gaga, the Lana Del Rey <laughs> The Lana Del Rey album. album. It's... It's just an amazing, incredible feeling. And it is like a sort of a therapy. And it is something that I will do. I will, no matter what time of day it is, I will often just, if I'm not, if I'm in a certain mood or I'm not feeling well or whatever, I will just hop in my car, if I can, and drive Mulholland. Because Mm -hmm. it's these gorgeous panoramic views of the valley. And then as the further you go into, on the other side, Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's it's like a really awesome drive and kind of helps me reconnect and there's you know you get to a certain point there's some nature and stuff and it's yeah and I I would imagine this time right now because if you're listening to this at present we're dealing with the coronavirus situation and it's really hard for people I'm sure who connect through nature as like hiking and that sort of thing as being their kind of therapy and I totally get that because I'm very much like I like to be out in nature and connecting to the earth and stuff so you know having trails closed and things like that that's a really difficult thing right now right to you know what do you do when you're sort of preferred way to blow off steam 
yeah. is not accessible. A lot of people go to the gym and now you're stuck kind of trying to piece together a home gym right. and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I picked this song this week because yeah. it was about, we were thinking about all the stuff that's going on and how difficult it's been for everyone. But see, again, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, I don't know. With all of this coronavirus stuff and being at home all the time, like I don't, I'm, I keep busy, so I like personally don't feel cooped up and bored. You know what I mean? But I, I understand why other people do. But at the same time, Danny's a little bit of like an introvert and a homebody, so yeah. he's like, this is kind of this is almost almost his idea of a little bit of a vacation because he's still doing work but he gets to be at home around me in april and so he's very happy with that and that he gets to be around his things and everything but we do love going on little adventures we go on (laughs) sorry i'm playing with the candle we go on lots of little adventures and so that that. has been he misses that that has been and i worry about people i care about and i worry about the future and like obviously so i'm not (laughs) If if I was listening to this podcast right now, I'd be like, "F that guy," because I'm not trying to. I'm just saying, like, I've got this like natural chill where I'm like, "Hey, everything's gonna be, everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be okay." Here's a, 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 another thing. It's like, you know, I just but <laughs> I'm going in multiple places. But I do worry and I do get upset. But the other thing is because Jesse. Here's the thing. I know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> It's like all the ideas are in my head and they all can't get out at the same time. Um, when I said I have chill in a lot of ways, but I don't have chill in other ways, what it how it is is I can't confront these these super heavy emotions and I am emotionally in tune, but I can't entertain the emotion of anger without it getting full blown. You know what I mean? So I'm like programmed. Yes, I do. So I'm programmed (laughs) to not ignore, like I see that it's happening. I'm not just, I'm not. um, You either like let it go or you just kind of repress it until it bubbles up. Repress, that's the word I was looking for. (laughs) I don't repress in the sense that like I pretend it didn't happen, but I just see it and I like, I let it quickly go through me and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to pretend I didn't see that. For instance, that's why I never watch true crime documentaries. Jessica right. watches a lot of true crime documentaries, <laughs> but I hate them because the worst thing that I hate in in crime documentaries is injustice. Mm-hmm. Like I can't stand injustice and I feel so um, helpless. helpless against it. That when I see a documentary where, like, someone's been sent to jail for the wrong reasons or someone who was clearly innocent is blamed for things or someone who was sort of guilty is blamed for worse, I get so upset for those things that I I just, I can't take it. So we watched McMillions, right? (laughs) And so I like the white-collar crime shows. Like, we watched (laughs) How to Fix a Drug uh, Scandal and stuff like that. Yeah. The white-collar ones are fine with me because it's more like, this is interesting... In a, in a, it, it's not like you watch the mob ones with me you and, like and some of the mob ones because yeah. like those are all it's all about very clearly guilty people but right. i can't watch ones that are other you can't watch the other ones that are popular nowadays nowadays but anyway mcmillions most of the documentary series is fun and interesting because the whole time you're like oh, how did this happen how did it like it's it, it's cool it's interesting it's an interesting documentary the last episode <laughs> is all about the people and I'm spoiling McMillions a little bit, but I think you might know this from the story, if you if you're aware of the news story. 
the way the McMillions people worked is they stole the 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 Monopoly million dollar hundred thousand dollar all the big game pieces and then they would divvy them up among like a tree structure so like the heat hand a bunch to somebody and that guy would go off and find a bunch of other rubes to say hey you cash in this mcdonald's thing tell them that you found it on your own and give me half and all this stuff the people further down the tree have no idea that this is a giant scam some of them are told like you know i just some of them would be like uh, their friend comes up to them and says i just got this million dollar game piece but I can't afford the tax. I can't remember what it was. I can't afford the tax. Oh, I have a divorce coming up. Yeah. So I don't want to. So can you cash it in and it'll be yours and then you can give me a portion of it? Yeah. The guy was like, I have a friend who's going through this, this like really bad divorce right now. And he doesn't want the wife to get the yeah. soon to be ex wife to get any of it. So and he wants tickets. to just sell this thing and get and, rid yeah, of it. Yeah, and the tickets were transferable, so it was completely legal. And this guy had no idea that this that that game piece actually came to his friend from a, from a criminal. No, that's what they got them on was the fact that it wasn't transferable. No, it was transferable. I thought they said it wasn't. No, really? they got them on the fact that they used the mail. They used the, the oh. they used the mail. But this one guy in particular, this guy who owned a farm, who was eventually acquitted. I'm watching this white collar <laughs> fun heisty documentary and when that guy gets in trouble, I got so upset. Yeah. Same thing as there was a woman of color who her friend, she was like way up the tree. Yeah. She basically knew something illegal was going on. But here's our big tangent. <laughs> this is our big tangent. <laughs> she basically knew something illegal was going on, but she actually got stuck because her best friend was the wife of the main mobster, one of the main mobster guys that was running this. And she basically got strong-armed, and she had to pay him all this money up front. And she was like, I can't not do this, or he might do something to me. And now then when the FBI finally clamps down on everyone, she's part of this mastermind scheme. That stuff gets me so much mm-hmm. that I, I clench up inside and I get so angry. And there's nothing I can do about those things. It's done. It's over. There's no therapy. You know what I mean? So yeah. I clench up and I, I have to I have to actually like let it go. I have to pretend I didn't hear it and pretend I don't care. I do care. I care too much. So when all this coronavirus stuff happens and all the horrible things that have been happening and people being fired and all this stuff, all this worry I have, and the reason why I have personally not brought coronavirus discussion up on the podcast is because it is so heavy. I can't deal with it. And I don't want anyone else to, I don't, so if everyone else out there is worried, you know, let us know. (laughs) Reach out to us because I'm not, I don't reach out to people because I just kind of ignore it as long as I can. I focus on my own problems as strongly as I can. I have a really hard time taking on other people's problems. I feel like we got on this because we're talking about the song <laughs> therapy. I mean, that's definitely what we're talking about. Danny, this are week. you going through your own therapy right now yeah. with the listeners? So when I so when I say something like Matt Thiessen's themes of of like emotional anguish and being upset and facing your consequences and all that stuff of these three particular songs that we've done recently, Devastation Therapy and I Saw My Consequences, and how I don't connect to that because I'm so chill. It's actually because, like, deep down, I'm so not chill. I've had to program myself to survive this way. I just, I really do care about people a lot, and when I don't know what I can do to help them, 
or if they're people I literally don't know because they're in the TV or on the phone and they're like a, they're like a conversation they're they're just like a conversation piece they're not really a real person I've ever met unfortunately I get so upset I just have to let it go it's last metaphor it's like I get these Charlie horses in the night a couple times a year I'll wake up in the middle of the night going ah 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 like that and Jessica will be like what's wrong it's like I got a Charlie horse basically my calf muscles clinch up in the middle of the night and for for years since I was in high school I've had this problem and the way I would deal with it is I'd have to hop up out of bed it's like my legs on fire and I just have to slowly stamp on my leg very slowly and roll on my foot until the muscle loosens up and goes away over the last couple years I've actually trained myself that as I'm waking up from the pain of a charley horse I know what's happening, and I immediately <sighs> let go of my whole body like I'm floating in a stream, and that loosens up that muscle along with every other muscle, and I escape the Charlie horse before it ever attacks me. Sometimes I also pee the bed. Just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is news to me. What? What? <laughs> that's a joke. So the point is, that's how I, that's how I tackle. I guess that answers your question. How do I handle self-care? I kind of just have to let things roll off me. I let them go. That's how I survive with self-care. When things get really too heavy, I just kind of have to pretend they're not there. I try not to repress them. I allow them. I allow myself to know they exist and are problems that need to be handled, especially if they're my problems, if they're not, like I said, something on the TV or something in the phone. But I just have to let them go and figure out an answer and just that's how I try to survive. Yes. This is a this is a lot of talk about me, and I feel like a real dick. <laughs> so what do you do for self-therapy? Oh, you said you drive. I do. Yeah. And I also, I like a nice bubble bath. I love yes. a good bubble bath. Danny's like, yes. yes There's do. some days where I take, like, a bath every single day. Because I just, <laughs> I get some of my best ideas in the bath. I've, like... Oh my gosh, I wrote an entire screenplay in the bathtub <laughs> once. Like I had a, a chair set up outside that I had my laptop on and I just sat in the tub and like typed away. I was True Jessica story. always takes her phone in the bath and I got so <laughs> nervous I bought her a waterproof thing. I'm like, just just use this please. And then she didn't use it. I'm like, this is I so started using okay, it. Okay, good. I'm so nervous it's gonna slip out of your hands and fall in the tub. Yeah, you put a nice bath bomb in or some bubble bath or something. You sit there, you just relax, you let it go, you put on some nice jazz, some Kenny G. It's good stuff. Um or I watch TV or play video games. We've been really, both Danny and I have been really into the Animal Crossing oh, yeah. recently. Animal Crossing is like an absolute godsend and came out at like the perfect time for humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, other games. Other games you should be playing. Uh, if you need, if you need oh. an escape. Uh-huh. Witcher 3. Really great. <laughs> really awesome. Wonderful story. Just so immersive. I can't recommend Witcher 3 enough. Skyrim, always good. Great, you know, character customization. A lot of fun. So much to do there. Uh, you know, lots of uh, DLCs. GTA 5, you can do GTA Online as well. And again, just keep getting <laughs> lots of fun stories. <laughs> Although GTA Online gets really crazy. And I have not tried to go online since the pandemic happened because there's oh. way too many people on it. I can only imagine just the absolute yeah. dumpster fire that is GTA <laughs> Online right now. I yeah. just can't even. I have a friend that she and I play sometimes. Like, I got her into it. And 
we'll like log in or whatever on our things, on our separate things. And we'll log into the same session. We'll be like, okay, I'm leaving my like penthouse now. <laughs> and like each one of us will walk outside and boom, immediately some random player will come along and shoot us and we're dead. And we're like, oh, come on. <laughs> we just want to go to, you know, do a heist or an arcade or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe don't stay away from GTA. I take it back. No GTA. <laughs> But there's so many fun games out there that you mm-hmm. can play and explore. And classic games, too. Yeah. Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Danny's always on the on the oh, Dr. Always, Mario. Dr. Mario. I'm always Still playing. Still doing the Dr. Mario and Mario Maker and stuff. He loves yeah. all that. Sonic games. <laughs> uh, probably up there with some of my top relatable uh, RK lyrics. With a death grip on this life always transitioning. Mm-hmm. I love that. And oh, I, I never think thought about, about that lyric much. And I think about you with that lyric too, because Danny does not like change. <laughs> Danny's got a real big I, issue. With no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't mind change, and I can like change, but I like to be informed about change before it happens. I don't like sudden change. I don't like sudden change, especially thing, when something life is, is always transitioning. I know, but when there's the opportunity to just give someone a heads up, I think that's best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like one night, Jessica, re- and this is years ago now, but one night, Jessica rearranged the whole bedroom. Like she moved the bed from one wall to the other. She'd been talking about doing it for a while, but I wasn't expecting to come home that night from work to find it that way. And it broke my brain in that moment because like... You just expect some. You just I just walk into the bedroom and I expect to turn to the left and this this thing's there and turn to the right and that thing's there but it's totally all different and I'm like what happens? Sometimes a girl gets a bee in her bonnet. What can I say? And I have that's okay. That one I can understand. I and I would have had no problem with that if you just said, hey, I rearranged the bedroom today. Go take a look. I thought it was going to be a nice surprise. It was not a nice surprise. <laughs> I know. The, I'm sorry. That's fine. I understand that. That's a big change. It's when I rearranged the magnets on the refrigerator and he came home and. <laughs> flipped out that was when i was like danny this is too much i just rearranged the magnets that's it he's like i needed i needed a warning and i'm like it's magnets on a fridge it was getting too cluttered i had to take some stuff down yeah 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 (laughs) i'm sure i was in a bad mood that day and i don't think something like that (laughs) happens that often but i was like I where's the magnet that I like to look at? <laughs> that one magnet that brightens my day. Where <laughs> that it I've says, literally Hang in never there, talked kitty. about before. <laughs> yeah. It says I'm a pizzasaurus, and then the, pe- the dinosaurs made a pizza. Oh, I also really love loneliness and solitude are two things not to get confused because I spend my solitude with you. Uh, that is so beautiful and so accurate when you find your person and you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, solitude is a place you can find with that other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be alone, even though the definition of solitude is the state or situation of being alone or a lonely or uninhabited place. But I think a lot of people consider solitude or use solitude sort of as a, like a replacement for Shangri-La or Nirvana, almost something like that now, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just a place where you can find peace, um, unless you're playing Skyrim. And then solitude okay. is a mecca, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of the larger populated cities. Okay. It's the name of one of the larger populated cities in the game. All right. <laughs> Uh, I think when he refers to you, he might be talking about God there. 
because I spend my solitude oh, with you. I didn't think about that. I was thinking more of it in the terms of the the breakup theme. Right. I guess it could be either. And yeah. I don't. When oh, no. you did you pull up genius? I am on genius, but there's not a lot of notes on genius. But the thing is, when it comes to Reliant K, and we've talked about this with other songs, if there's a pronoun, if there's a, if there's a genderless pronoun or a male pronoun, it will always be capitalized on the lyric sites because everyone just assumes it's got to be about God. Right. So I don't take the lyric sites capitalizing the pronouns as absolute proof that this song must be about God. I would rather see that pronoun capitalized in the lyric booklet. If there are even capitals, because sometimes the lyric booklets for Reliant K, it's like all one caps case, mm-hmm. so you can't tell that. Yeah. So I'm not trusting lyric sites that have capitalized the word you there. I'm just saying, I think there's a possibility that because, and I can read this one lyric, this one uh, genius annotation, the top annotation, it's not tied to a particular lyric. It says... And I think we basically know this. This song was written by Matt Thiessen during a very hard time in his life. He was going through a breakup with his fiance and struggling with his faith. Now, I haven't personally heard he was, I guess it's true, but whenever I hear to hear talk about Forget Not Slow Down, I often just hear it's about his breakup. Mm-hmm. I don't always hear them people talk about it being a crisis in his faith. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know how true that is. If there's interviews out there of Matt Thiessen talking about the writing process, and I haven't watched the documentary yet, and you have seen it, and it sounds like you don't recall him saying, this is about a crisis in my faith. No. And I mean, usually when Christian artists are being interviewed, I finally have to have a very particular uh, situation with the interviewer to be open about discussing crises of faith and stuff like that. Like we've seen interviews with Reliant K., where they're being interviewed at Warp Tour, and they're very clearly tailoring the discussion they're giving to, like, apologetics, where it's like, okay, we're talking about God in this one answer, but we're kind of giving it in a in a, in a soft, lukewarm way because we don't know what this interview is actually meant for. Right. I think I definitely see it as he's talking about the woman. I, the, the woman. I always thought it was like, this is like... This was almost like alluding to a, like Savannah. Mm-hmm. It's like our solitude is when we go to Savannah and you know we're right. sitting in the hammock and stuff. But I, I, because he says this is just therapy because you won't take my calls and that makes God the only one that is listening. Right. So when he later, you know, you won't take my calls. So when he uses you again later, I would imagine the song is being sung to the same person. The you is the same person in that statement of who won't take the calls. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, that totally makes sense. (laughs) And and that the the second verse is, I never thought I'd need this time alone. It goes to show I had so much, yet I had need for nothing but you, but you. And that could be taken as meaning I needed time alone, but it turns out that all I ever needed was God. It could mean that. Mm -hmm. But given the, the further lyrics in the song... It just feels like it's definitely referring to, I want you back. It turns out that in this time that I'm spending alone, I realize all this time all I ever needed was you. Right. So I, I did find this lyric on Genius, and it is ca- the U is capitalized. I, I personally am leaning towards agreeing with you. That maybe when he says, I spend my solitude with you, sure, 
Ryan K. We can assume he's, we, you can, many people would automatically assume he's talking about he spends his solitude with God, spends his solitude in prayer. It's often what you do in solitude. But at the same time, knowing what this album is about, it's about his breakup, and knowing that this whole song, and like you said, the other time there's a pronoun, he is definitely talking about the girl. He could be saying, I spend my solitude with you, meaning he's not he's not totally alone because he's still thinking about her. He's still hung up on her. He's still mm-hmm. processing the pain and processing his memories with her. Yeah. That is a total possibility. Genius does capitalize the U. And then Joe Strick, four years ago, said, Matt is reflecting on the problems by himself, but he isn't lonely because he's reflecting on them with God. He has his problems and questions, and he prays in order to find clarity. That is one way to interpret it. I'm leaning towards your interpretation. And it's fine to interpret a song however you want to interpret it. That's what's great about art, is that everybody can have their own views of what what a song means to them. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that the two annotations that are on this Genius page, I I don't know if it's, it's... rough to, it's to say they contradict each other but they are not they are not directly they're a little opposed the first person says this is about matt Thiessen dealing with his breakup and a crisis of faith but then the next one is about the next annotation specifically about the lyric is matt Thiessen doesn't feel alone because he has god and i'm like right. well, that doesn't sound like a lyric that's about having yeah. a crisis of faith and we haven't done a lot of forget not slow down We've done a bunch of Forget Not Slow Down songs, but on this podcast, we have talked about it. Forget Not Slow Down is technically the shortest album for us to cover on here because when we put together the interludes and stuff into single episodes, there's less tracks for us to discuss. So we haven't... Eventually, when we've like done this whole album, we can maybe kind of look back and say, oh, th- maybe this song was about the- something else mm-hmm. because... Like we've just we've figured things out about things Matt Tyson has written about throughout different periods. When you contrast, you know, a song like "The Lining Is Silver" to "Pressing On," we figured out those things. So maybe we'll find out other things, especially because you have the personal theory that "Forget Not Slow Down" is a rock opera, which right. it pretty much is. But you have a particular theory that it's a rock opera about a relationship, about a breakup. So maybe if we. And I mean, you, it's just you, go, you feel like you're going through all those stages, especially because it does feel the track order has those sort of manic feelings that you have when going through a breakup. Mm-hmm. This song goes really nicely into uh, Over It. And Over It is sort of like a, a pretty grooving kind of jam. Mm-hmm. Like it's really pretty. It's kind of smooth and groovy. And that goes into Savannah, which is a really, like, sort of upbeat, loud, kind of a little heart-wrenching kind of a song, you know? And going from, like, I'm over it to, no, no, I'm back in it again, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, it's just, it definitely feels like the stages of going through a breakup and, you know, sort of how you deal with that internally and how you tell yourself how you talk yourself through it right all those emotions you're feeling and you're like no we're gonna get back together no i hate them and i ever want to get back together you know what it's fine if you don't want to get back together, that's fine no i'm over it i'm cool i'm cool we're good you know like you just go through all that stuff yeah you know that's another thing that makes me when i hear a song like this and i hear this album something i do connect to is the themes of remorse 
right? I totally, I completely understand that. Of course I do. I'm not a robot. It's the, it's, it's the things about. Are you sure? Yeah. (laughs) It's the things about what, it's the themes of songs like the three we've been discussing when it's about worrying about your consequences on someone, on your relationship with someone or worrying about judging yourself or someone else judging you or God judging you. Those are the themes that I personally don't, I definitely have understanding of in the past, but personally don't connect to those anymore because I've, I feel I've developed emotionally past having those feelings. Those feelings, however, the worrying about being judged by other people and judging yourself and God judging you, those feelings are also tied to remorse and remorse is something I totally understand So the idea of a breakup song, that is something I completely get. I understand what it's like to have... (laughs) I'm not just talking about you. I'm not just talking about our relationship when you broke up with me. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about any time in my life where I had someone in my life and then they just kind of ditched me. I totally... You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And so... I get that. And maybe they ditch me because maybe if you go to a thing like friends, having friends, and they ditch me because they didn't like me anymore. And I'm like, what was my, what was, what did I do? What was the consequence? What caused this consequence? What did I do wrong? You know what I mean? So I get that. I've seen a few sources allude to this song as a single, but it's not listed as an official single. And I don't remember it having an official single release. Um, was it a single or was it leaked ahead of time? Because that was also insinuated on a few sites that I found in my deep dive, but that I couldn't actually get to because it sent me to like a redirect error message. Right. I saw I a couple things. I saw I think a couple it might have sites been a say it was leaked. Early and, before okay. Because I wasn't sure. I didn't. There's a couple of live videos that are specifically labeled therapy on YouTube, and I swear one of them he was like, "Here's something that's going to be on the new album. We hope you guys are going to like it." I might not have saved that video okay. because most of the live videos didn't sound very good because of the camera phones. Right. But <laughs> it sounds like to me this this song might have been like done and they played it before the album came out. Okay, cool. That makes that makes sense. Like you know, MXPX had three. I can just think about this in terms of recent stuff I'm familiar with from of that happening is MXPX had three songs off the newer album that they played ahead of time. So they had the one with the music video, let's ride, but then they had two other songs that once they started playing shows before, you know, so sometimes you have songs that people are getting hyped about. So this might've been a song people were hyped about at shows before the album came out. Uh, This song features Brian McSweeney of seven day Jesus Ah. as additional personnel. I had a Seven Day Jesus CD from the uh, BMG Music Club. Nice. <laughs> I had never heard of them prior. I, to I don't think I ever saw them. them live, but they're just kind of like a rock band. Nice. Yeah, and I think just because like I'd seen them on lists of like if you like Reliant, <laughs> right. insular one, not like the Christian ones where it's like if you like Green Day, you like MXPX, but more like. You know, for fans of Reliant K, here is another band called Seven Day Jesus. And I got it. And I was like, oh, this is okay. It, gotcha. it, was, it was fine. <laughs> and I think he does. He's released more recent, like, solo album okay. stuff. So I have one other thing to say about lyrics in the song. And that is that this is the most concurrent literal Tyson I think there's just about ever going to be. Literal Tyson for those who 
haven't heard on previous <laughs> episodes, we like to talk about how Matt Thiessen will l- write about something that literally happened in his life. Like, we, th- you know, talking to his sister in the song Seventeen Magazine, we theorized was a literal story, an actual thing that happened that he wrote down, just wrote it as a song. Right. So this song is about him writing this album. This song is about him writing this album. Yes. Yeah. This is the most literal song. <laughs> and right up to when this album came out. So you think that the pen, the fancy pen and the fresh piece of paper refer literally refer to him writing the song? Or do you think that's a metaphor? I don't I'm not saying it's about for him having it starting with a clean slate. Now, it could be about him writing this song, but we know that Matt Thiessen wrote this album by going out and being secluded mm-hmm. in a cabin. Yep. So I believe, and I think I've heard other people say that this song therapy is about his time in that cabin. Oh yeah, absolutely. So this song, all the songs are about his time in the right. cabin, <laughs> but particularly except Savannah. <laughs> this song, he's writing stuff in the cabin. He was writing this album in the cabin. Mm-hmm. Sure. Who knows what he was writing down? He could have been writing down fan fiction. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever he was working on in that cabin was a part of the larger picture of this album. I personally think he was spending his time writing songs because he loves writing songs. So if he has fresh paper and a nice expensive pen, he's probably writing. He could be singing about writing another song on the album. That's not the point. I don't, I'm not saying this song is about him writing this song. This isn't Blank by the Cooties about writing this song. I'm saying he's writing a song about the process of writing this album. So it is the most like up-to-date literal Thiessen song ever. Like we the next thing we need the, the in order for something to beat this record, he needs to write a song about being in the studio recording this song, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's nice to be back in the studio making a new album. We're relying on K. How do you do? We're here going rocking for you. I think that you should you should send in those lyrics, Dan, as yeah. a suggestion. Weird Al doesn't accept suggestions, but you no. never know. Maybe maybe Tyson does. Well, I've been sending my Weird Al ideas to Matt Tyson for twenty years, and he still hasn't replied. <laughs> okay, so you're saying that the songwriting is the therapy, right on? I think that's what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, he's like, I'm making this album and that's my therapy. That's, yeah, you're right. He talks about how songwriting is his like number one yeah. favorite thing to do. He he talks about songs he's written at 2 a.m. and songs he wrote in one session and songs he wrote with friends. and he, So he loves songwriting. So I think the music is the therapy. Man, I wish writing was my favorite thing to do because as a writer, it's, really, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that I super procrastinate at. <laughs> Until I have a deadline, and I'm like, oh no, I need to write this right yeah. this second. <laughs> so yeah, but that, that's even be- that, that's a good point. If he's a writer, think of himself as a writer. What yeah. else would he be writing but a song? He's yeah. a songwriter, absolutely. So if he's got fresh paper and a nice expensive I pen, I never thought about it. He's that writing way, a song, and when he was in this cabin, he was writing the album "Forget Not So." Danny, Down. I dove so, way more into that than in my brain than right. just what was on the surface. So I the song to- "Therapy" could be about him writing the song "Savannah." It doesn't matter what song, You're right. but it's about him writing this album. You're right. It's an up to the minute expose <laughs> in song form 
It's like the only more like basically said this, but the, I basically said this same thing I'm going to say again. But the only way you can get more current in literal lyrics is when rappers sing about how they're currently rapping. Right. <laughs> well, to move on to more the music. of the music. So before you get technical, because I know we have a bunch of notes on the technicality of this song. Yes. I just want to say I love the music in this song. I think it stands yes. out among almost any other song, and particularly because I think this song basically sounds like a this sounds like a Bruce Hornsby song. <laughs> oh, it does sort of. You're right. So hold on, I don't want to put these in. Po- I don't want to edit these in post. It doesn't sound like about. it doesn't sound like. Kind of sounds like the way it is. Hold on. Where is the Radio Hits Greatest Hits? Because that's got all the songs that I listen to the most. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There it is. Greatest Radio Hits You're 2004. You're not a real horn head, Danny. I'm not a real horn dog. <laughs> so you can kind of see the similar tone of this to therapy, right? This is the big song the way it is. But let's... Skip around some other songs. Every Little Kiss. Like this part from Every Little Kiss. It sounds... A little bit, yeah. And of course, Bruce Hornsby is singing about people in the breadbasket of America working hard and accidentally getting pregnant and whatever. (laughs) Or whatever things have been happening. (laughs) Hold on. Valley Road. It kind of sounds like a little bit like Valley Road. Do you think that when Tyson was driving around in the country, he was listening to Bruce Hornsby, Danny? Maybe. Here's the end of Innocence. Now, just li- you know, we've heard those songs. Especially because Bruce Hornsby is known, especially in the 90s and the 80s particularly, for that electric piano sound. Yeah. He, he would take a very... I, I, know, I think I can speak this much about music. Bruce Hornsby would take a very organic playing style of piano, but he would have this electric piano, and it gave it this sort of dreamlike quality. Right. So just when I hear this part, it sounds like Every Little Kiss. Yeah. Sorry, I took a major other gulp songs. of my green I don't know juice. That, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I have this new mug. I love it so much. It's it's a giant uh, Rage Retzko face mm-hmm. from from the the Sanrio character. Right, we've from tweeted about it. Gretzko, already. Yeah. And I got this massive mug, and I love it so much. But it's kind of awkwardly shaped. So the last sip that you get, you like end up taking like a giant gulp <laughs> because of how you have to turn the the mug to get it. After we watched Retzko. There's an episode where they make yakisoba for the whole episode. And we're like, we want yakisoba. Where do we go to yakisoba? <laughs> and there's a secondary, there's like a secondary little Tokyo in, in Los Angeles that's only like 15 minutes from us. Like there's China, there's Chinatown and there's a little Tokyo. But there's a secondary place called Japantown, yeah. which is really fast for us to get to. So we're like, let's go to Japantown and find yakisoba. And then we did that. <laughs> and I was like, I've never had such an easy time driving around this neighborhood. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Bruce Hornsby, check it out. Greatest radio hits, 2004. <laughs> Sounds like therapy. So we sent a note 
to You Can See My Socks. Yes. Asking for his technical expertise on what's going on in this song. Yeah, because... Actually, Jessica did. I did. I sent him the first text message. <laughs> and then I was like, Jessica, can you respond to him? Because she never uses... I'm like, you're still logged in. I got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Danny, can you send You Can See My Socks a message? Because... I'm so interested in like the production of this whole album and especially just like, especially after watching that Mark Lee Townsend uh, interview about their thing that he did about Savannah, I was like, oh, that's so interesting. And I was like, this is another song that it's not as complex as Savannah, but there's still, you can tell there's a lot going on. So I was just kind of interested about it. And I was particularly wondering what was making that sort of sound during the loneliness and solitude breakdown. I didn't know if it was a keyboard, if it was like digital or pedals or anything. And so you can see my socks sent us a bunch of responses that are awesome. And so I'm just going to read what he had to say. Uh, he said, on the bridge, so we start with Tyson hitting some big chords on piano and Hoops playing a strummed, a strummed octave part in the right channel. Then I think Schneck comes in in the left channel. Listen to this with headphones, with a kind of counterpoint to what Hoops is playing. The swell that's heard right before the vocals come in on the loneliness part, I'm pretty sure is Warren's bass. Swelling in on an F and then sliding down to a B, then the vocals enter. So I also want to say that I hadn't really listened to this album with headphones on because usually like we have the we have the record of it. So we'll put it on the record player or, you know, I'll play it because it's an album that I know Danny also likes. So if I'm playing it around the house, I just will put it on without headphones. It's the only Reliant K album I like, to be honest. <laughs> just kidding. Well, some of the other stuff I listen to, you might not want to listen to. So maybe I'll throw in headphones. So I don't wear headphones a lot. This like headphones are a total game changer with the song. I would imagine this whole album because they do play with different stuff in the different like right and left channels. So that was super awesome to listen to. So definitely do yourself a favor and listen to this album with some headphones on sometime. The headphone saga was quite interesting because Jessica went and got her old pair. She has had a pair of like five or six year old Beats. And yeah. she plugged them in for the first time in like I think a year. Like seven years old now. Okay, she plugged them in for probably the first time in like six months or a year, and the cord because Beats have the detachable cord, you can swap it out. The cord was like eroded and disgusting it's and pretty brown, nasty. and I was like, and yeah, she... the headphones are white. The cord was white. It's, <laughs> it's kind of not very white anymore. Um, and she plugged it in and it wasn't working and i'm like jessica it's the cord because i had to, well i wasn't sure which part it was because again that's detachable from the headphones and then i had to use for listening to it on my phone i had to use the extra extension that comes with your phone now if you happen to still have corded headphones that you plug it into mm-hmm. and then i was like oh this isn't working and i didn't feel like i wanted to use better headphones i didn't want to you know use the the airpod bluetooth ones that I have, and so I had to hunt around, and I found a different pair of headphones, and yeah. <laughs> and so ends the headphone saga. Yes, Why indeed. didn't you just use the headphones you're wearing right now that you use for podcasting? I don't know, <laughs> because I wanted to really listen to the richness of the sound, and I specifically bought these headphones because they give you the most true audio to what you'll hear on, like, any system. Okay. So I use the Audio-Technica MX-40s or X-40 or XM-40s, whatever it is. I use the 
the 40s because they have the most true sound. I did a bunch of research on it before I got them Mm -hmm. uh, because I also edit other projects as well. So I wanted to make sure I had the best quality headphones because I learned really quick when we had our old podcast, you do not edit anything through Beats because Beats boost the bass Mm -hmm. and they give a richer sound to everything. So if you're listening through Beats, everything sounds really good. I mean, certain kinds kinds of music don't sound great. Like classical isn't really ideal to listen to through Beats. But the point is, is that when you listen to talking and stuff, everyone sounds so much, their voices sound richer and fuller. And I didn't want that for editing, obviously, for vocal editing of any kind, because then you're not getting what you're going to hear if you play it on a TV or through a phone speaker or through something like that, which the next step up, the M50s have a similar Beats thing going on. And those were the newest ones at the time. I think the 60s came out recently, or they're coming out soon. And that's why I didn't get those. What? Why am I on this topic? Oh, you no wanted idea. to know why I didn't put these in. That's why, Danny, because I wanted to have a rich, full experience Good. with the uh, music. And that's why I didn't well, then, yeah. use my, <laughs> my didn't, editing headphones. I didn't speak soon enough. <laughs> say, say I wanted to have a rich, full experience again. I wanted to have a rich, full experience. Then why'd you marry me? so you can see my songs when the vocal starts hoops stops playing the piano slides over to the right channel to occupy that space and schneck's part in the left channel gets a little weirder sounding i'm pretty sure he's using a reverse delay effect to make it sound like his guitar part is being played backwards it doesn't sound like they actually used a backwards track but i could be wrong then on the gather all the questions part, Hoop's strummed octave part comes back. Also, I believe Schneck's part is played either in an alternative tuning or with a capo because one measure before the chorus starts again, he hits a harmonic dyad, two notes at the same time, not a chord because chords are technically three notes that isn't possible in standard tuning. Uh... Then he says, what else? I think it's kind of interesting that the song starts off with an electric piano, but then it doesn't really seem to get used much throughout the rest of the song, which is something Danny brought up Mm -hmm. earlier. Uh, And then he goes on to say, also, when the guitars enter at the beginning, I always thought it was one guitar part in the left channel with the echo effect uh, pan to the right channel. But now I'm pretty sure it's two separate guitar parts that are basically the same part. But one is played two beats later so that it sounds like a delay. Maybe part of the reason this song sounds complicated is that there's a lot of emphasis on the upbeats, not just the vocals, which is fairly common, but in the guitar and piano as well. Compare this song to This Is The End If You Want It. Both are based around kind of the same syncopated rhythms. Sweet. That's awesome. Thank you. And then you can listen. And then I have some, uh, he he sent videos of him playing that he posted earlier this year. Uh, So here's the bridge to therapy, the guitar part for the bridge to therapy. And then here's the verse. Mm-hmm. 
So good stuff. Uh, he says, and the intro slash verse riff, even though this was from when I thought it was one guitar part, so it's not quite like this. It still sounds amazing. So awesome job. And thank you so much for helping us out. Uh, that's you, the letter U, can see the letter C, my socks, S-O-X, yeah. on Twitter, if you're new to the podcast and haven't heard us spell it out before. We've never seen his socks, by the way. <laughs> you're right. It's <laughs> a very good point. So thanks very much for that. Yes. <laughs> I um, feel like we've spoken so much, and yet now I'm like, so should we go into the deep dive? <laughs> oh, do you have some deep dive stuff? I do. Not a lot. I got a little bit. Hold on one second. Oh, I wanted to rip the label off my beer. I know you've been crinkling it this whole time. I know. I'm glad you got rid of it finally. <laughs> um, so I got two TikTok results. Um, oh yeah, I saw this. Yeah, which is I want to see this. Which is fun because like I've never, I don't have TikTok, and I've never had TikTok results come up before. Um, so one is someone dropping a bath bomb into a pot of what looks like maybe boiling water so it dissolves faster, and therapy is playing as the bomb turns into pink and purple bubbles, and the text reads, you're the bomb, over it. Let me see. Let me see. I I gotta see this TikTok. I gotta see the TikTok. (laughs) She won't let me see. I'm loading it. (laughs) Okay. It's so loud. <laughs> no, I'm kidding around. I'm joking. That's fun. Bath bomb. You're the bomb. I get it. That's very interesting. Not too much interesting. And then the second one is two slabs of meat that look like lungs, kind of like the collapsible lung cover. It's gross. Um, And then it cuts to... <laughs> I'm sure somebody thinks it's tasty. I'm sure the dude taking the, I almost said vine, TikTok thinks it's tasty. And then it cuts to, like, frying. I don't know what it is. It kind of looks like sauerkraut. And then therapy is playing. <laughs> Big bowl of sauerkraut. See? Some nice, juicy, meaty lungs there. That one looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, what is that? Is it? I don't know. It looks kind of maybe like sauerkraut to me. Is I don't it know, noodles? Though. No. See, that one looks... <laughs> yes. Let me see. This is just sauerkraut, and I'm frying it up. <laughs> they look like egg noodles. I don't know. Or or, oh, no. or maybe it's like um, onions? Could be onions. Could be onions. Why would you make that many onions, Danny? I don't know. <laughs> well, we got to... We gotta, can we DM Wobbly Ogre and ask, yo, what's in that pan? Why are you frying up sauerkraut? <laughs> no, because we don't have the TikTok. Big bowl of sauerkraut. <laughs> That's what his mother would feed him every morning. That's why he went to Albuquerque. <laughs> it took you a minute. You're like, you know, you know what I'm referencing. Yes, I do. I was trying to get you to, to every week, I try to get you to take your phone uh, off vibrate before we start. And my, phone is, my phone doesn't not go on vibrate. Mine does. I turn my vibrate off. Well, when I look, it's when I do this. I know, Dan. It's in the settings. I don't want to go in and out of settings all the day, long, day long. It takes, it takes all night. So if making homemade bath bombs, because by the way, that first one was like hashtagged 
homemade bath bombs and stuff. So if making homemade bath bombs or just using bath bombs or cooking is uh, your idea of therapy, then go for it. Or maybe your idea of therapy is making TikToks. Either way, go for it. Or making ska Pikachus. <laughs> um, That's what I'm on. Sorry. <laughs> so this song doesn't have its own page on Spotalike, but it does show <laughs> up in songs similar to I Don't Need a Soul. Oh, okay. So I guess we'll find out what other songs sound like I Don't Need a Soul and Therapy when we get to I Don't Need a Soul. And then there's a- another university review. This is Uh-oh. Biola? Biola, yeah, Biola. That's the they're in uh they're right here, Bible something of Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah, I had never heard of this before. (laughs) Biola University Chimes newspaper. I guess it makes sense that it's called the Chimes newspaper. Then if it's a Christian college, oh yeah. Have you seen? Where have I been? (laughs) I've never seen this. They're not here. When I pointed, I was pointing towards south. Okay. Well, I am not familiar, but cool. Uh, And so they say, Reliant K fails to innovate in new album. (laughs) This is literally all this album did was innovate. (laughs) Yep. Reliant K's new album is raw and authentic, but lacks innovation. There's not, there's no college student in the world, Christian university or not Christian university, that knows what they're talking about with Reliant K. (laughs) They love to excuse me, write for their newspapers and love to write papers for their college about Reliant K, and they always get the wrong, the most wrong takes. So this is from written by Joe Bang in October this gets of a big 2009. Old <laughs> right off the bat, I don't even read it. <laughs> in the time since their major label breakthrough, it is safe to say that Reliant K has evolved from their earlier punk bass days by slowly changing their sound. 2007's Five Score and Seven Years Ago saw the raw emotion of their songs drawn in a giant wave of post-production and chewy radio-friendly mixes. For the <laughs> I don't understand that use of chewy. <laughs> for the latest installment. I guess like bubblegum. For the latest installment from the band, Forget Not Slow Down, an independently produced effort, some of that rawness has returned. Vocalist and principal songwriter Matt Thiessen, following a difficult breakup, found solace in isolation while writing and tracking this record. And it shows. Secluding himself at a lake house in Tennessee. He didn't track it in solitude. Okay. (laughs) Secluding himself at a lake house in Tennessee for three months, Thiessen penned his thoughts while keeping in communication with his bandmates, the only connection he made to the outside world. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I don't know. I don't know that detail. I don't either. I don't know that 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 intricate detail of yeah. the story of this album being written. Yeah. I just kind of know the broad strokes. Yeah. I don't know that they said that in like any of the documentary stuff or anything. Uh, the result is one of the most honest Reliant K records to date. The title track opens the opus with a burst of sound as electric guitars triumphantly welcome the listener to a new start, a new record, and a new era for the band. Lyrically, the song is a summary of the entire record with the lines, I'd rather forget and not slow down, gather regrets for the things I can't change now. If I become what I can't accept, resurrect the saint from within the wretch. 
Tyson's versatile vocals are prominently displayed here, urging listeners to forget the past and not let it go. And not slow down. <laughs> and not let it get them down. The following track, I Don't Need a Soul, boasts the classic Reliant K sound from the tinkling opening piano riffs to the solid chorus, which, although it doesn't quite reach its full fruition, is solid nonetheless. Candlelight sounds like it could have fit perfectly with their Birds and the B-Sides album, featuring a soft pop sound that the band experimented with extensively. The song so, is... So, so far I'm not hearing them say that that I don't understand what's Yeah, I don't understand what they claim is not <laughs> innovative or like a... Yeah. yeah, it's like, hey, they experimented with, with so this stopgap like, album, yeah. and now they've expounded upon that experimentation <laughs> successfully. <laughs> F-rate. <laughs> <The> <laughs> Zero song, stars. The, so- the song is one of the highlights of the album, and will draw listeners in with its infectious hooks and clever lyricism. Part of it sounds like a retread of Forget and Not Slow Down and sounds nearly identical musically. Well, I'm not totally against that because I feel those first three songs are from like a similar cookie sheet. Yeah, they're, like, they're, 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 they're all different forms. Yeah. They're different shapes. But the first three songs are clearly one type of song on that album. Yeah, there are a few songs on here that I, I can't think of them now where I was like, they almost feel like like reprises of other yeah. melodies in this on this album. Only a couple songs like, say, Therapy and Sahara and Savannah mm-hmm. sound drastically different from anything else on the album. Right. I mean, it's no, uh, it's no Moana soundtrack, though, where it's literally <laughs> just the same things repeated over and over and over again for two hours or however long it right. is. And hey, you know what, Moana? You're welcome. Uh, for, for the plug. The le- <laughs> I know Disney's hurting right now. <laughs> the lead single off the album Therapy sounds like many Reliant K tracks that have already been Did he been say lead done. single? He did. What? <laughs> so that's why I said, so I've seen a number of different places in my deep dive have alluded to this as being a single. Huh. And then other places simply saying that it was leaked ahead of time. Now, I don't know if that okay. means that they found live versions. Like I said, none of those links worked anymore. I right. found ones that said like, oh, here's a link to the, you know, to the to the leaked Reliant K single, Therapy. Okay. And I would click on it, and it would take me to an Error 404 message. Huh. And I found it on a number I mean, of different sites, which is why I wasn't sure. I mean, because the lead single, I believe, is the, the, the title track. Yeah, it's the only one down. that has its own cover art. At this point, I've, you know, been looking through Reliant K discogs and eBay enough that I'm like, there's no promotional CD that I'm aware of or anything for therapy. Yeah, and I mean, maybe there was we, sh- no video we should have asked album. RK is too sick oh, about yeah. this because they probably wouldn't have known, but yeah. Lead single off the album Therapy sounds like many Reliant K tracks that have already been done to death, but is still catchy and exciting enough for most fans to forgive it being so repetitious. I disagree with that statement. Yeah, you would never forgive them for it being that repetitious. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a completely different mood, though, yeah. than what we've seen in the past. Um, over it is a mid-tempo song with a peppy feel. I've gotten through the part where we talked about therapy. Do you just want me to not read any yeah, of Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> he goes on to say like that there's some Beach Boys influence in Oasis and uh, Savannah. And the album closes with 
the album closes rather weakly, although one can appreciate the Pinkerton-era Weezer parallels in the interlude song Baby. Appropriately, though, the band finishes uh-huh. with the two-hit combo, This Is The End, and If You Want It, charging hard into the sunset with the hope and re- optimism that is uniquely Reliant K. But you called them unique in the end, so I don't really know how you can say that it failed to innovate. Right. It's just like a clickbaity title. Yeah. It's like... The- and I'm still wrapping my head around the idea that Baby is Pinkerton-esque. I'm yeah, like, that's kind of... I, I don't know. I guess. I, I mean, if Pinkerton was the only album that sounds... But I thought it sounds more like Smashing Pumpkins. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, actually, I can see that a lot more. Um, and yeah, the Beach Boys influence Oasis does make, make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really see anything in this article to back up the title of it. Right. That's so strange. (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah. Well, then we can move on to um, covers and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know what else to say about that. (laughs) I just, like all college reviews, I'm just totally mind melted and... Don't agree Sorry. with what was said. And I didn't even finish it this time. Even I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, but that's right. I just remembered there was, you found this like best cover songs, best dash cover songs oh, yeah, dash dot com. Did you hear that cover? Because I couldn't actually play it. I don't know oh, if. No, I didn't pl- actually play it. I don't. So I just sent Jessica it actually found a cover on this website <laughs> I had never heard of before called best dash I'm actually still looking for it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when I do my deep dives, I'll come across links like a GodTube or something like that where they have covers on there. And I'm like, okay, so I know this isn't redirecting back to YouTube. So Danny's not going to find it. So I won't even listen to it. I will just click through the link, make sure it's real, and then send it to him. Right. And I never noticed this wallpaper you send me of where do I go from here? That's like a <laughs> person in a bunny costume <laughs> looking at the sunset. Okay, I'm going to save that and share that later. I missed that. <laughs> I missed that when you sent it to me. I sent it to you just in time for Easter, too. Here it is. Best cover, best dash cover dash songs.com. I'm going to have to take over your role as the social media oh, specialist. Well, this is just a YouTube video that I also found. Oh, okay. So cool. it's just a website that that collects oh, good covers on YouTube. So I but definitely found this. they also came up with uh, that website. It was like, that was the only one for Reliant Case Therapy and all the rest were oh. for the song Therapy by All Time Low. Right, and let's listen to a second of ther- Therapy by All Time Low, although I really don't want to. <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> we got it. Let me. We skip. can't afford anymore. <laughs> yeah, let me skip ahead. It's pretty much that same. It picks up a little later on. So now, question: yeah. You, yeah. I'm, I'm rocking along to this. You don't <laughs> seem particularly into it. I don't like All Time Low because I find their songs very sound like Bowling for Soup. Well, a little bit, but yeah, Bowling for Soup. If they were like. I don't even know what like bowling for super. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to disparage the dead. R.I.P. Bowling for soup. 
No, I'm kidding. She's looking around like, did they really die? I was confused for <laughs> no, a minute. I'm, I'm joking. No, yeah, I, I don't like All Time Low because I legitimately, I find them to be very samey. And maybe you can see my socks can explain. But when I listen, if he even agrees with me on this with All Time Low, but when I listen to an All Time Low song, not only do I feel like I've heard every song after I've heard one song, but I feel like I could come up with the melodies that he comes up with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when I listen, because All Time Low is supposedly very influenced by Blink-182, but there's no influence I hear in All Time Low in Blink-182. And the oh, guy yeah. from All Time Low even has this sort of electronic based side project with Mark Hoppus now called Simple Creatures. Oh, I didn't realize that's yeah. who that was. And when I find Alex Gargath or something, when Alex, when Alex from All Time Low sings his parts in Simple Creatures, or when he sings in an all-time low song, I find they are melodies that literally I could make up. And, like, after listening to one or two all-time low songs, I can write an all-time low song in my head. Whereas after listening to one or two Blink-22 songs or Reliant K songs, I cannot write a Reliant K song or a Blink-22 song in my head. So what you're saying is that when this podcast is over, we will not be starting an all-time low podcast. Okay. (sighs) We could. <laughs> so that's therapy by all time low. Personally, not a fan. Uh, so here is. Oh, so uh, wait. So before we get into covers, almost forgot. Here is some live versions. This is at Messiah College, wherever that is. I am not familiar. I'm familiar with. <laughs> so um, this was uploaded uploaded nine years ago. Live at Messiah College. So yeah, so it sounds fine. It sounds similar to Devastation Reform. They somehow just, they kind of just play it. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think there might have been some deviations of this song in later live performances where they kind of mixed it up a little bit Okay. as far as like maybe stripping it down or stuff. But most of the YouTube videos I found were really bad quality and not really worth playing. But there is this one that I found, which is pretty easy to find, a radio station called Lightning 100. Both mats played an acoustic, just the duo, played this song for this radio station. And it's just piano and acoustic guitar. Is this the grandma's uh, living room No, it's not. No, no.
beautiful yeah extra dreamy teason right there (laughs) (laughs) so this would be uh, this is 10 years ago it was uploaded 2009 so i guess this was in promotion of uh promotion of their lead single (laughs) yes (laughs) you laugh it could be we don't know might have been i guess um so then we can so there's not a lot of fan stuff particularly there's like a video of just someone driving around it's just just the whole length of the song, just the camera out the window, all the different windows of the car. Right on. Then there's this ASL video where someone, you know, does sign language oh, cool. to the song. But as opposed to most of the other videos we've covered that are ASL, this one has a little artistic touch at the beginning. Like they oh, shoot yeah. a little thing. So watch this. She's leaving her apartment. It's a woman leaving her apartment, getting into her car. Therapy by Reliant K. Is the CD that she's about to put in, and she pushes it into it's her like a CDR car. with yeah. therapy. So, did she download that from the leak? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she's turning the volume all the way up. Well, she uses sign language, so maybe she's deaf. Good I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's offensive, but it's possible. Oh, and now we've got four four squares with different things. Yeah, that's the so artistic that's nice cool. part. It's like it's a it's. The picture split into four images of different images, and yeah. they're all just kind of like ambient things. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't go back to that. Things. Oh yeah. It's just a nice artistic touch, and then it just and it's just the lady, doing like the, a, at a lake or something language. on a yeah. on a lake side yeah, beach very doing the cool. sign language. That's awesome. Yeah. So this is uploaded by Dominique Shepard four years ago. Good stuff. Um, and then there's this one sort of fan music video with a bit of a. With a bit of a um, story to it. First of all, this aspect ratio is totally screwed. <laughs> this is like... It's, it's not, so squished. Yeah, it's and like, squished. I don't know what, what this is. It's not 4x4. Four four. It's like... Yeah, because it's 4x3 is what a television is. Four, four of one way an old tv right. not a new Th- that's TV. that's what i meant four, yeah. four by th- a square image is typically four by three yeah then you have instagram videos nowadays which are four by four, which are four, by four. this it's is like, like three by four this is yeah. like four by three but in the opposite way yeah. this is like an old-fashioned tv turned on its side yeah which I think might have just been... It's a, just a dude in the country, think, or like at a barn or yeah, something. Yeah, he's in a car. He's, no, in, he's a, in a car. He got he's in a his, car, yeah. He's in his car upset. Now, here's where the story begins. He he's just on his... Drinking bark he's on the phone on the talking couch. to someone. <laughs> and these three bros are playing video games, but please especially... <laughs> let, let, I watched this video like four times. Okay. I mean, I skipped the first part where he just slowly walks through the woods to his car. 
but when it cuts to him on the phone, he's he's on the phone in his bedroom. Right. And he's talking to these three bros playing video games and drinking Barks root beer. Mm-hmm. And I think a two liter of Barks. Yeah, beer, directly you. from the cap. Yeah. So I think they're supposed to be like annoying dude bros or something. That's the idea of the story. And I don't know what they're saying to I don't know what they're saying to the main guy who's like the Christian, like calm guy. But just particularly watch this kid on the left and how he chooses to play the dude bro playing video games. Okay. I don't know if we'll be able to describe this. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, he looks like John Tron, like ten years ago. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. John Tron when he was like fourteen. But he's playing video games. And in the most over-the-top yeah. way, if he was speaking in real life, he would he's be speaking. moving his hands all he's around. He's moving his hands all around while he's playing video games. He's holding the video game control in front of him like he's actively playing. And he's but like, he's looking, but he's got the f- phone on his shoulder, on his shoulder, shoulder so he can hold the phone there. And instead of looking at the video game screen ahead of him, he's looking down at the phone, angrily talking into the phone. Like, you don't need to look into the phone... When you're talking to someone on right. the phone. Especially not Much if you're less, playing games. And especially not if you're playing games, especially if the phone is against your face. Right. And But then, I guess he's supposed to be angry or something or just annoying because the way he plays the talking of whatever he's saying, if he was actually talking, it would sound like this. He's doing that. He's like... <laughs> Jessica does not look happy with that reaction. <laughs> Look at him. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, Is he singing? I don't think so. And they're all like, yeah, we're playing video games. Whoa, look at this. But the guy on the phone. so heavy. Peaking so much. Sorry. So much peaking. He felt a sting now and again because he opened an orange. And now his friends are beating him up. And now his friends are beating him up. This part I laughed at out loud. He's got a nice expensive pen. It's a big pen. <laughs> He's got a four cent pen. That's real expensive in his world. They they cut the song down. Like they cut out a. Um... He's got like twenty guitars though. Then he goes and he gets his Bible, and opens it up and holds it he to the sky. Mm-hmm. And he puts on mm-hmm. So his therapy is listening to Reliant K and reading the Bible, which. I'm not mocking, but I will get to something in the video in a second where it's very strange that... Then he goes up to the three dude bros and hands them the Bible. and (laughs) They're so interested. They're so interested. Here's the problem. They're so interested. Here's the the thing. When we did that So Hate Consequences music video that was shot for a church with the guy that looked like Henry Cavill, Uh (laughs) all I was... All I was personally like kind of making fun of and, and having fun with was like the story he gets he gets the prodigal he gets the endowment from his father like the prodigal son and he spends it all on pizza and beer and immediately starts drinking right. while driving and that's right. funny that's like this is so strange when you try to convert the story of the prodigal son into modern times where he spends all his money on pizza instead of like drugs and prostitutes or whatever <laughs> these guys are like three annoying guys who play video games really loud and they talk like this. But then, please what, look at the look on his his annoying friends' faces when he hands them the Bible. 
Look, watch the look on their faces. They're so interested. They're like, they're whoa, like, oh, whoa. This they're like look. so reverent. They're like, whoa, a Bible. Bible. It just seems out there. But the reason why it gets stranger is the description reads as such. Our, oh, I don't know what this means. If this is the name of their church or their project or something. Regeneration 9, video for therapy. It wasn't supposed to be over-religious because we don't make those kinds of videos. But this is how it went from the original idea. Whatevs. So, like, they didn't want to make a religious music video, but that's right. all it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just can't emphasize how overreacting they are to, like, whoa, this is a Bible. But all they see is the cover of the Bible. Yeah. Like, and no person. open to a random page. Yeah. Like, if someone is wowed by the Bible, it's because they've got something, you know, happening in their lives and you open it up and you read them a verse and you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds exactly like what I'm dealing with now. Right. But someone doesn't look at the cover of a Bible if they're an annoying person that drinks root beer and video game and plays video games all day and just freak and out. You just described my Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, it's been your every night since the quarantine. It's true. So we do have a couple. There's a Coverbot karaoke version of the song. Like a Coverbot company did like a lyric, you know, a cover. Right. You heard a little yeah. bit of it. It's fine. Uh, but it's a cover bot company, so I don't really want to plug it. Here is, this is the cover that was on that website you found. This is Just Sound and Soul, all one word. And this is their cover by Han- Hanessa and Lexi. I never thought I'd be driving through the country just to drive with only music and the clothes that I woke up in. I never thought I'd need all this time alone. It goes to show I had so much, yet I had need for nothing but you. Yeah. Yeah. I heard you listening to something. I didn't hear you listen to this one, um, but I did hear you listening to some of the acoustic ones today, mm-hmm. and a lot of them were so kind of samey. Yeah, and, and they were slow. A lot of them slowed it down. Like these, I picked these two, these two ladies out of a lot of the slowed down acoustic covers because yeah. they were really it had a really pretty harmony. Yeah. But so I many was other actually, people actually slowed liked down. that, and some of the other ones that did it, I just wasn't a huge fan of it because I just don't particularly care for it slowed down. Yeah. I think that the song's already. I mean, it's a peppy. It's it's a fast song but it's like slow it down and it becomes more morose and sad yeah that's the thing is that <laughs> you know uh, the music of this is what really adds to those to you know li- to the lyrics and complements it so well so yeah so here's a peppy cover i wrote peppy cover by <laughs> music plus with troy he, and he says how he tried 20 times to do this cover and this is the last take <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that true? Let's find out. Danny's now playing with his Sonic training card. I have a co- entire collection. <laughs> I'm going through stuff that I'm going to sell on eBay. And I've got these Alien and Predator cards, which I'm going to get rid of. Oh, and X-Files. I might keep those. But I couldn't imagine you're going to sell your Sonic cards, though, Dan. No, I'm not going to sell oh, okay. my Sonic cards. But yeah, like Alien, Predator, Universe, X-Files trading cards. I'm going to look through these and probably sell them. I got them from like a comp book convention years ago, but I'm keeping the Sonic ones. Anyway, <laughs> um, and maybe we'll pick one more cover. No one did anything sort of crazy with it. No one did any sort of genre mashups. Um, but I'll play this one because the, the tone or the chords or the key is a little different, a little off. So it stands out from the rest for that reason. This is Derek Bommel on SoundCloud. And this is his cover of Therapy. I never thought I'd be Driving through the country just to drive With only music and the clothes that I woke up in I never thought I'd need All this time alone it goes to show I had so much, yeah I had need for nothing So it's during the chorus. Did you hear that during the chorus? The chords are like a little in a different tune or something. Yeah. It made it interesting, but not quite right. A little off. So I just picked that one. Snapchat just let me know that three years ago yesterday, we saw John Mayer at the forum. Oh, interesting. Okay. (laughs) Well, they're actually letting me know that we went to, I can't, I can't figure out which arcade this is, but we went to an arcade. Oh, it might've been, it might've been 82, the barcade uh, downtown three years ago today. Two years ago yesterday, we were in line at Amoeba for record store day. Nice. Yep. Those are the kinds of... (laughs) personal touches of memories that you get from Sadie Hawkins pod. That's probably like the 82 arcade, right? Yeah. Yeah. You and John, our friend John Scully are playing 
TMNT and being offended that it's a different game from the cabinet. It's a different Teenage Mutant Oh, yeah, it's the cabinet of the first Ninja Turtles arcade game, but then the game inside the cabinet is Turtles in Time, which was the second arcade. Turtles in Time, which is not the subtitle of the third movie, the third movie is a time travel story, and later, way later DVDs do say Turtles in Time, but that's only because everyone thought the third movie was called Turtles in Time, and the production companies gave in and put Turtles in Time on some of the later DVDs to appease people who stupidly thought the third movie was called Turtles in Time. The arcade game is called Turtles in Time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I took a picture of this. Of pinball machine and i'm not entirely sure what it is but it shows these different people and it shows this sort of like curmudgeonly older looking like illustrated woman and her name underneath this is babs and i wrote babs is life goals and wife goals there's no way this communicates out to a podcast <laughs> no, we're just gonna have to share that image now you have to save it so no idea what's going on. if you want to see what the heck Jessica's talking about. You can check out our Twitter and our Instagram, which are Sadie Hawkins Pod. Yeah. You can send us an email and say, hey, send me a copy of that picture to sadiehawkinspod <laughs> at gmail.com. Or you can call us up on our voicemail and say, hey, describe that picture better to me. You can call <laughs> us at 402-95-SADIE. That's right. Or if you just want to talk, if you just want to reach out and talk to to us about something you absolutely can at yeah. any of those of any of those addresses yes. ways <laughs> i lost what i was saying um also just to talk about therapy and what you can do especially during this time to kind of cope mm-hmm. you know definitely do whatever kind of like you can to just escape whatever makes you happy whatever helps distract you if you like painting paint you know if you like sports try and try and modify that indoors somehow i know that's another thing that's really difficult is that like all sporting events have been canceled and in some places like here in la they're trying to say that there will be no more sporting events for the rest of this year Mm -hmm. and that's really difficult because that's how a lot of people deal with anxiety and things like that i know i watch hockey and that does help having that that thing to watch does help to distract me from some of my anxieties and so i know it's really difficult for people who are really into sports and things like that to not have that outlet right now and just have to watch you know go on youtube or whatever and try to find classic games to watch So I totally get that. Um, So I have the CDC's coronavirus help page up. And here are some of their suggestions on how to cope. So they say take social media breaks and news breaks. Um, We're just consuming so much. And it's like the number one topic right now. If you, you know, turn on the TV or go on social media. Um, So if you're starting to feel overwhelmed, just be sure to take a break. Um, You know, take care of your body. Uh, Take deep breaths, stretch and meditate. Eat well, eat a balanced, healthy meal. Oh. And that can be tough because right now, depending on where you live, when you go to the grocery store, you don't have a really great selection right now. And sometimes you just kind of get stuck getting what you can get. So just do your best. And also, Danny and I are big advocates for like, yes, you should eat healthy and try and eat healthy most of the time. But when you need that cheat day and you need that like mental health food, you know, when you need something special, just do that. Just allow yourself. It's it's as long okay. as it's not harming. As long as it's not harming, it's okay. So like Danny and I, 
Like, <laughs> we've been we've been good vegetarians for the most part, and sometimes we just there's this uh there's a pizza place nearby that right. has what what I call 90s pizza because it tastes like my childhood pizza and Danny agrees Mm -hmm. and so we will go there like if we're both feeling sad and we will get a cheese pizza because it's so good and it it's just you know it's that nostalgia and it just feels it it feels good so that kind of thing it's okay I say if it feels good do it no that's not what I'm saying (laughs) exercise regularly and get plenty of sleep that can be tough because a lot of people are having trouble sleeping right now. You know, I'm having trouble sleeping. I know a couple nights ago, Dan was having trouble sleeping. So don't feel guilty taking that midday nap if you need it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, give yourself a break. Avoid drugs and alcohol. Well, CDC, those are your rules, not mine. <laughs> We're not <laughs> avoiding too much alcohol. Although I heard alcohol can also increase your risk of coronavirus. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, then, avoid it. Take time to unwind. Uh, try doing some activities that you enjoy. Well, what if I enjoy drugs and alcohol, CDC? <laughs> what if all I want to do is take a little toke and spin Oasis off for getting not slow down backwards on my record player? Then do it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then finally, connect with others. So even though you can't go out and see your friends right now, be sure to stay in contact with them through text and calls and make sure you check in on family. And we're your friends. And so we're your contact friends. us. That's right. Contact us. 402-95-SADIE. <laughs> <laughs> Email us at sadiehawkinspot.com. What if I turn the, what if I, I can set that number to call directly to my phone oh, wow. and start answering start calls. Answering? Sadie Hawkinspod. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would totally deter me from calling like a <laughs> podcast line. Then. I would be like, oh no, somebody's actually going to pick up. A voicemail seems so much better. Unless you leave us a voicemail saying, hey, could one of you pick up? And then we, we could figure out how to do that. They also list the number for the Disaster Distressed Helpline, which is 1-800-985-5990. Or you can text talk with us to 66746. So again, that number is 1-800-985-5990. Or you can text talk with us to 66746. And check, you know, and see, sometimes you may have a local mental health uh, helpline. I'm pretty sure that we have one here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So be sure to just check and see and, you know, reach out to anybody that you need to. I know it's a difficult time out there and do whatever you need to as your kind of therapy. And if you're able to see a therapist, absolutely do that because that's great. It can really help. Yes. I used to have really bad OCD when I was in high school, and I started to see a counselor for that, uh, which was someone my mom knew through church, and I started to see her regularly, and she really, really helped me with my OCD issues. So definitely, if you need to talk to someone, it's totally a-okay to talk to someone. Yes, it is. So everybody stay safe out there. Stay healthy out there. Yes. If Uh, you live in a state that's reopening, please be very (laughs) careful out there. Wear a mask. Wear wear a mask. Try to wear gloves. Yeah. Wash your hands. Don't scratch your face. Jessica just did scratch Sorry. your face. You can scratch your face after you wash your I hands. I washed my hands like five minutes ago. We took a we took. I've a always washed break. my hands. I've never not <laughs> yeah, washed my hands. Same. I'm like, finally, the world's catching up with Danny. Again, I just told you I had OCD issues. So like, yes. <laughs> We're staying clean over here. <laughs> I'm standing up because my butt hurts. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We just wasted 
a hundred minutes of your life. So, uh, Jessica, yes. I want to speak to you for a second. Uh, I was thinking that this week we should do therapy. Yeah. No, I know. I picked that song. N- no, I think I think we, we need therapy. I mean, yeah, we've been talking about the fact that we could both stand to see a counselor. Well, that's the joke. <laughs> I mean, not together, not a marriage counselor. Fuck, we need to redo this. Uh, we need a plan. 